Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. Yes, we're here for the 380th episode of You Can Build It, Your Business. Chuck Bartok here from the banks of the Sacramento River at the foot of beautiful Mount Lassen, the last active volcano in the lower 48. I I missed it actually happening because it happened in 1915, so I'm not quite that old. But uh, (laughs) actually, uh, there were, uh, until recently, there were people that I hung around with, quote, that were alive when Mount Lassen erupted. So uh, that was always fun to talk about. Uh, This afternoon, we have Lori Polina with us from uh, Missouri and... uh, uh, Kendra Radke from Texas, two young authoresses. Uh, Lori is thinking about writing, and uh, she has written in the past. She did have a very active blog years ago. And Kendra, you, you've published how many books now? Two. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and every place else? Yes. Well, you better tell us, we'll start off today, you better tell us the titles so everybody listening today, tomorrow, and in the future can trot on over to their favorite site, be it Barnes & Noble or Amazon, and look them up. Oh, uh, one is Entangled Collateral, and that one's a mystery, and the other one is called Nirvana, and that one is an urban fantasy. Okay, Nirvana is the one that I I looked at, and and you classify that as an urban what? Fantasy. Fantasy. Okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. Just before we push the button to start the show, I was talking to Lori, who has a desire to share at least the more recent events in her life. But I personally think, knowing her story uh, from the past. Uh, it's people like Lori Polina who have real-life experiences and how they handle it and how they put up with it uh, can be very helpful to other people. And I think uh, more people should do this um, because Lori's not alone. Uh, she was – it's fair for me to shut, shut me up, Lori, if it's not, but Lori and her – I mean, Lori's, even Lori's family – consider her unable to do certain things because of some physical challenges when she was younger. And she pretty much stuck the middle finger up at most of them, uh, went to college. Uh, she was told that she couldn't do this and couldn't do that and uh, ended up being a damn fine concert pianist, even though she could barely see. Is that true, Lori? <laughs> anyway, um and and Lori has had eyesight issues much more severe in the recent years. And uh, now, share with us. You 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 had an operation, or what, what procedure did you do? Yes, I did have an operation. I had um, I had cataracts on both of my eyes, but I had um, the one on my left eye specifically that had matured and become a fully white 
dense cataract mm-hmm. had all but um because my right eye they can't they can't do anything with because of scar tissueing on the retina from my eye condition that I was born with. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to see out of that eye in years mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've had pretty much my left eye as my good eye. Well, when that cataract matured, it covered my eye. And I woke up one day and I said, oh, my, my vision was real cloudy. And I mm-hmm. said, oh, I think this is just allergies. Well, you can say that for a, a, a little while, days, yeah. three days or so. But when it starts going five, seven, and then it's, going into two weeks and it's like you finally have to come to a point where you say, um, folks, this isn't allergies. This right. is, this is the big time. Um, and it turned out that, that I had the cataract that I'd had since I was a baby on my left eye had fully matured. So I had to have cataract surgery where they, not only took that off, but they implanted a lens beneath my cornea. Okay. Um, so then that has restored, I think, to where I can see, to use large print software on the computer. Mm-hmm. I can can labels and box labels and the titles on the front of books as far as reading 10 to 20 points. Right. And books. That's another story yet, but I can see in about 20 feet what you could probably see at 300. So. Right. Well, here, 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 here's what you're, you're actually doing, what I was going to point you to doing, and we did talk about audio before or recording. You do have a story to tell that's not just specific to the most recent things. I think people who, who have struggles in their life and overcome those struggles have a story to share. And I believe that with a recording device, it's a a lot easier for me to do this than it is to write personally, and I don't have that challenge as bad. The only problem I have is I have a very slow response from brain to hand because of the uh, massive coronary I had. So uh, anyway... The uh, uh, I believe, Lori, that it will be. I would suggest that you write in nice big type an outline, or have somebody do that for you, and then just start recording anecdotes from the past. It's easily to have. You know, we can record directly to type now. Uh, you can do that on a uh, what do you call it? A PC. Uh, that's built into one of the Microsoft programs. I can't remember what it's called anymore. Uh, I purchased years ago Dragon Speech by Nuance, and uh, it it learns your voice and inflections better and actually types a more direct, uh, you know, it, it, it does some autocorrects itself because it learns your intonations and inflections. So that would be my suggestion to get you on the road to possibly um, getting that book out that uh, that I think a lot of people would like to read. I see we have two Texases on. Is that both you are? Is that are both of those you, uh, Kendra? 
Uh, I don't know if they're both me. I know my signal dropped. So oh, then okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we do have Texas on both. And is there another Texas on board? Yes. It's Almeida. Back from oh, okay. You see, you, you see, uh, Kendra, what I was talking about. Al, Alveda Smith Perry is is uh, Perry Smith is is with us also. And it, to me, all I see is Texas. <laughs> so if we have somebody else that's in Texas, I'm going to have three Texas. <laughs> oh. Good to hear from you. And I'm actually calling from a landline that should have my name associated with. Well, I'll tell you, this is funny with TalkShoe, okay? This is the program that you're calling into. It's a free program. Anybody can have their own, quote, radio program. But like Lori, in fact, she had one several years ago. She created an account. It's totally free. You'll never be charged a penny for it. And so she has her name. She's, you know, she has a name, like mine is Chuck Bartok. She's Lori Teddy Bear Polina. And we have Roddy K who just joined us, who's watching us on the computer and listening, streaming, not on the telephone. And then, of course, Gerard King, who's been here forever but never bothered to become a member, he is always Washington, D.C. So if we get another somebody else from Washington, D.C., it's going to show up. So where the Texas comes from is your actual area code of the phone that you're calling from, be it a cell phone or a landline. So, and again, if anybody's interested, talkshoe.com, that's S-H-O-E, go in there, uh, set up an account. You can have a bridge call with four people, five people. They can be private or public. These are public, which means they're searched. They're also up on iTunes when we're finished. But a lot of times I'll have consulting consulting sessions with two or three clients who both have the same problem to solve, and it's so much easier for us to do it on this bridge conference call. You see what I mean? And then we have an MP3 recording of it when we're finished. So that's why I mentioned that uh, talk shoe is not a bad thing for people to be involved in. And and somebody like you, Almeida, who, who does consulting... You could utilize it the same way, and you could have your own podcast weekly, twice a month, whatever you want. Upload the MP3 to your blog, and people can listen to it on your blog rather than go to talk shoe. You see, I mean, take send them to your marketing place. You know what I mean? Okay. And now I have, I have, I have, I created an account on your marketing place. You know what I mean? Oh, we got. I'm getting feedback. Of me acting with courage is here. That sounds familiar. That's um. Oh, I know that. I, I know who that is, but I can't remember. Holy cow! So I'm getting feedback from somebody. I wonder who it would be. Uh, are you both of you gals in Texas are on cell phones, correct? Oops, yes. Somebody hung up. Maybe I'll meet it. Did. Is that you there, Kendra? Yes. Okay, you're still here. All right. And Roddy Kay and Acting with Courage are listening to us. Oh, it's Almeida. Okay. She okay. <laughs> okay. Uh she came off the phone and is listening to us streaming on uh, Talk Shoe. Okay, very good. That's right. She has a name now because she joined Acting with Courage. How cool is that? We've been maybe boring some people over the last several weeks about talking about marketing for authors. 
effectively using social media to get where you want to go. And being the Batinsky that I am, naturally, uh, I've joined a few groups and I bore people to death because I keep saying the same mantra over and over again. Uh, We all know that it would be very rare for any of us mortals to suddenly write a book and skyrocket to the top and be the New York Times bestseller. Number one, because the industry doesn't allow you to do that because it is so infernally nepotistic that the chances of that person like me out here in Northern California to suddenly be embraced by the New York illiterati is slim to best. And in the last few years, because of the Internet, which is positive in this side, uh, we all have... Um, we all have the opportunity. Okay, Ronnie is listening via iPhone. TalkShoe.com may work on the other phone browsers. Very good. Thank you for sharing that, Roddy. Yes, there is an iPhone uh, app uh, for TalkShoe, which is way beyond my technical experience, so people could look that up. Thank you, Roddy. Now, now can, you can't talk, though. You can listen. You just can't talk. Is that true? I, You know, that part I don't know. Um So the Internet has allowed a person of talent, and there's so many authors that write good stuff. I've been reading a lot of it lately. Um, You know, they have this this feeling that, well, you write a book, you put it on Amazon, and you don't sell any. Well, the chances of you not selling any are very good. Because just like anything else, you have to market. Amazon does not market for you. Amazon is there to put as many roadblocks as they can into the marketing progress. I, I, not that I'm mad about Amazon. I love them sending checks every month. It's fun. But you as an individual, or we collectively as a group, can implement simple systems that have been proved years and years of marketing your book utilizing the wonderful new tool, at least new to me in my lifetime, which is called social media. Where else could a man in Northern California reach millions of people, or how else could a person reach millions of people who are dying to read what's written because they read it every day, uh, sitting here? My, my associate's in the writer, per se, is in Wisconsin, and, uh, you know, we have our lives to live. We publish a newspaper every week, and, and nobody really knew us, quote. I did have a little stronger setup because this talk shoe, by the way, is how I started my Internet presence, and I gained a reasonable notoriety in a short period of time because of podcasting. And I've met people from around the world. The two shows that we did have been regularly called by people in almost every country, and they shared their input, shared their what they were happening with them, and so on. So that gives you, um, what's the word, uh, authority or presence. Presence, I guess, is a better. And then you tie it back to a, a website. And also, on this show right now, as soon as we're done, bingo, it goes on. Uh, I have over 900 hours of podcasts available to people to listen to on iTunes. Absolutely free. So if they happen to be surfing iTunes, searching keywords, 
or if they're sent there from a link that I may share with them, they can spend you know a long time listening to my ugly voice and the beautiful voice of my callers. <laughs> so I should shut up. But that's what this show has been focusing on lately, and I know that Kendra has been doing a couple of things differently. Kendra, have you changed some of your marketing direction? Uh, I wouldn't say I changed. I just started doing it because I found the Facebook group, Lisa's Facebook group, so Mm -hmm. I figured out how to do it as opposed to not knowing what I'm supposed to do at all. Okay, very good. Now, did you set up your own page on Facebook also? Uh, No, I don't have a Facebook page. I just have my regular, I guess that's what it's called, a regular regular profile. But I consider that like my author stuff because that's all I really put up there is my book stuff. I don't really put anything else. Okay, there's one thing I want to share with you. And I did it with Joanne Gilbert, who's also a, a member of the same groups we are. And Joanne and I have spent hours together on the phone. What you really want to do on Facebook, since Facebook pages are searchable and profiles are not, you may want to do the majority of your posting be it breakthroughs in your own author lifestyle, not what you ate for dinner last night, but you know struggles you may be having in editing or just sharing things, and you post them on your page. Then you come in as you, the profile, and share that page post to your friends. With Facebook pages, we have likes, With profiles, we have friends and followers, okay? And that works very well in growing people because I know there's a contradiction to this, but I can prove it wrong. You can utilize Facebook's algorithms to have, to be assured that 50 plus percent of the people who liked your page will see your post on their wall. That is not very easy for a profile to do. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. Because unless you have huge engagement on your profile, which means when you post something, there's 30, 40 people who talk about it on that post and other people nest and share their, you know, that's engagement. Very few people get that on their profiles. For some reason, it's easier to do over on the page because people go to the page because they're truly interested in, quote, the fact that you're a writer. I'm, I'm again, addressing authors, okay? So the effort that a person expends on Facebook if their goal is to develop an audience to buy books, ultimately, they would probably be better served spending most of their time on their page rather than their profile. And um, that's my opinion because we've proved it. Again, not being a guru, not being an expert, 
we've proved it. The difference between now, I'll give you an example. A personal profile of a friend of mine has over five thousand friends, and when he posts something, maybe two percent of the people see that post on his wall or on their wall. When we post something of relevance to our audience on the Facebook page, he has 12,000 likes on his Facebook page, over 60% of the people, that's 7,200 people, are seeing that post on their wall. That doesn't mean they're all going to respond, correct? But typically we have two to 3,000 people who engage, meaning they like, dislike, smile, laugh, cry, whatever. And then the comments start flowing. Joe says something, then Pete replies to Joe, then the page replies to Pete and Joe, and then Mac comes in, or Maxine comes in, with their uh, take on the statement that the first person made. See, we have nested, what we call nested comments. Facebook loves it because their goal is to keep you on Facebook because that's how they sell ads to the big boys. So, again, utilizing the Facebook page effectively far surpasses the results for you as an author who wants to sell books because on the Facebook page, guess what? We occasionally send them to the pages on our website where they can buy the books direct and have them personalized, signed copies, and so on, which they do daily. Okay? They also go to Amazon because that's also searchable. They go to Barnes & Noble. They're on Smashwords, Kobo, uh, iBooks instead of iTunes, iBooks. We sell bo- uh, books on iBooks occasionally, you know, two, three, four a week. And then, and then Google Books and other places. So, but it all comes, what we try to do is build the strong base on Facebook pages who are then directed to our website, which is really the hub of the marketing, uh, the marketing uh, machine, you see. So did I speak too fast? <laughs> Do you have no. any? And, and, and I know that people have, you know, I've actually had people say that I'm full of crap, and that's okay. I like to look at the bottom line where every day books are sold because that's part of the joy of writing, I believe, uh, to know that people want to read your books and, and want to buy them. And the other day we had a guy order 20 of our books, and I got a hold of him. I said, why did you order 20? He said, I want to share them with my friends. I think they're a fantastic gift. Well, you know, that's a huge compliment, and, and uh, it, it's nice, you know. Not so free. Mason is here with us, uh, another person who is listening, I guess, and um, but not on the phone. And welcome, not so free, Mason. And again, Roddy, thanks with sharing that you're listening via iPhone at talkshoe.com slash i slash show number 13372. Thank you very much, Roddy. If you have any questions, Roddy, uh, please do me a favor and, and uh, you know type them in here. And not so Freemason, if you would let us know who you are, where you're from, and how you found us. Appreciate it. I got it, something. 
Yes, it's Jolari. Yes, sir. You know what's cool? What you said uh, about selling two, three, four books in a week on um, the uh, iTunes or whatever. Mm-hmm. iBooks, yeah. That's, yeah, that's really special that you said that because there's some new people and they might only sell like five books in a quarter and they get discouraged. Right. And by you saying two, three, four books a week, that's letting people know that, you know, the sale is significant. Right. And and this is a new author. This is not a world-renowned author. You know, I mean, that's, I, I want to emphasize that. It's not some, uh, you know, what is his name, Kimmel the, or Hillary. What was her name, Hillary Clinton, the person that wrote a book and went around the country selling it, and then this idiot who wrote a book about the, you know. Um, there's um, uh, we as individuals, Gerard King, you know, he's written five, six great books there in the university libraries around the United States, but he'd still like to sell some books to you. And if he, now, Gerara, I shouldn't speak for him, he should speak for himself. Gerara signed a contract with a publisher. How many years ago, Gerara? Excuse me. Um, originally in 2004, and it was finalized in 2006, but I started off with another company that dropped me because I wouldn't take out, you know, some things. Yeah, they, they were controlling your content, in other words. Yeah, well, that company, I had all I put in there was that I put that uh, Islam is just human philosophy, and I was trying to explain that a lot of the religious ideologies are just human philosophy. You know, no God came down from the elevator and said, hey, this is right. right. So the company got offended. Yeah. The company got offended, and they said, well, we have three national bestsellers, and a lot of our buyers are Muslims, and we don't want to offend them. So take this out, take that out, take that out, or we're not going to put it out. So then um, I left our original company like in 2002. Right. And then got with these new people in 2004, and now... As of 2017, that's starting to do what the first company did. But the difference is, like, I will submit, like, 700 pages. Like, after the book is totally done, mm-hmm. they just take out what they don't want in it. Yeah. It's, just a, it's just a whole mess. And, if and, I only got one more, then I'm done anyway. Right. In, in, in other words, you have been enslaved to the whims and wishes of people who know nothing about your market. They think they do, but they don't have a clue. And when those contracts are over, I believe that Gerard King, with the quality of writing that you've produced, and we're talking thousands of pages, will be able to be seen by everybody. And guess what? I think you're going to sell a hell of a lot more books than any of the publishers did. Because you shared with me the volume and the size of checks you've received. I think it's quarterly you get checks. Yeah, but uh, they are kind of low now because see what happened was what happened was uh, when Borders. Oh, I never told you this. When Borders was open, I met a corporate book buyer. Mm-hmm. The people, the people behind the scenes that stock the stores, because you know the stores. They can't carry every book. Right. So, like, the book buyer liked me and had was sending me this 
you know, stores, like the little mall stores and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, buying, like, you know, like probably like 30 books at a time. That right. It should be sold out by the time I come to the signing. Mm-hmm. And they put, like, ads in, like, newspaper radio. Right. They did some marketing stuff. for you. Yeah. Yeah, but then they went then they went out of business. I know. Because of some court stuff. And it's, like, been down. <laughs> That's why this new book is not selling like the old one. Because I don't have any tour now. Well, I, I think well, we all know that when it's over, you're going to move out and people will know more about you because your books will sell to people who want to read them. Because you as an individual have the right to utilize these low to no cost systems that can put you on the map, not to the world, but to the group of people who are interested. And that's another thing that we focus on, and and I've helped people find out where their market is, who their market is. For instance, when you have the author website, which to me is mandatory, and you have readers coming to your website to read your books, which we, of course, offer all of our books to read for free on the website, uh, you start to see who they are. And we know we've got the demographics pinpointed to the majority of people who come to our site and read. We know how long they stay on the site. We know when they move from one story to the other story and how long they stay at each story. So what you do is you have knowledge of who your market is. Then you utilize social media and direct the social media to that demographic. You don't shotgun it. You don't put it out to the world. Believe me, millennials are not going to buy, the majority of millennials are not going to buy the books that we publish, okay? However, a lot of readers have purchased books for their grandchildren who are millennials, and they're kind of, you know, making it pretty a pretty big case that the millennials should read it, and we are getting, I have noticed in the last six months, our readership in that age group has increased. But if we had to rely on them to pay the bills, it would be disaster, okay? So we need to grow into that market. And we do have, uh, we just started a new book uh, that is kind of set into the future. It's post-apocalyptic, what's the word? Post-apocalyptic, or anyway, that big word that I can never say. Um, Apocalyptic. Anyway, yeah, yeah, and after the big after the big freeze type thing, you know, and and what it is, it's really a sociological book. God forbid we tell them that. And what it is, it's a slice of looking at society on an evolutionary basis and how easy it is for people to be hoodwinked and lied to socially, you see. <laughs> but we set this novel in, in another time, and I believe that the setting and the dialogue and the interaction will appeal to a, a younger market. So that's that's where we're playing with it. Um, so you, uh, uh, Kendra left, and no, Kendra's still here, right? Is that Kendra? Yeah. Still? Okay, okay. Kendra, your if your book Nirvana is that that's I don't want to say the word fantasy. That's kind of uh, what a is that a fantasy? No, no. Yes. Oh, it yes. is. Okay. Now, who are you finding out that your market is? 
Uh, for that one, it would be YA, the young adult. Young adults. Okay, very good. See, all these acronyms I have to learn, YA, you know. I thought it was YMC anyway. So young adults are who typically buy your book, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yes, but no, because there's a lot of people that are older that still read young adult books. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. So... What are you doing specifically, or have you been doing anything specifically to reach that market? Um, that well, I just I started out I think last year, learning like all the marketing stuff. So I've been doing it for about a year now. Okay. So I I got on Instagram. Oh, okay. oh, good. Yeah, I don't understand Instagram, but everybody I know that's younger does. <laughs> And, and, and so now on Instagram, it's probably very much like Facebook where you get a following, correct? Right. Well, Facebook is harder. I, In my opinion, it's harder to find a following than on Instagram. Okay. 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 So, so you have a, a group of followers, and when you say something on Instagram, you're probably directing them to your books slightly or uh, subtly, correct? Yeah, but the YA market, they're, I don't know how to say this. They're uh, they're different from, I guess, because of the generation. Mm-hmm. Like, because I know um, the way you market your books is you put them all for free on your blog. Now, if I were to do that, I'd probably get no sales because they have no problem sitting in front of a computer for hours and hours on end just reading stuff. Okay. Okay, now, we, I have a solution to that. In fact, we're going to play with it in a test, okay? So what I'm going to discuss now is a supposition. I have no proof of this, okay? Okay. I believe that that group, they're, they're, I, I, I have grandchildren who are YAs, okay, and great-grandchildren now who are reaching that level, and they do like to belong to something. There's that human nature that they want to belong, even though they might say they don't, you know. So a good YA author may consider putting a good deal of their material up on their site. Let's say three, four, five chapters. And then when they go to chapter six, they read down and there's a little button that says to read more, join our community. Okay? I did this years ago, and it worked well. And that's why we're going to test it again to a different market. You then are taken to a simple membership sign-in for a modest monthly fee. Now, I, I, I know these Internet marketers go crazy. I'm talking modest, okay? I'm talking less than 10 bucks, preferably 4.99. okay? And they're going to have access to be able to read that story and others because only memberships have complete access. And what we're going to test is the members then can buy our books – 
at a discount because the books we sell not from Amazon, but the paperbacks that we have available on the website, members will be able to pay less than retail. But we don't care because we're getting the four ninety nine. The beautiful thing today, which wasn't available years ago, is there are simple softwares, most of which are free, that can make sure that the minute a person stops paying their monthly fee of four ninety nine, uh, they can't get back. You see what I mean? And, right. if they're, and if they're there for three months and leave, I don't care because I've made the price of the paperback for crying out loud. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah. But, but then the other thing that we're going to do is that if you're a member, you're going to have access to some other things. And we might have some uh, great uh, video sharing, so you, you, you know, I mean, the webinar. I hate the word webinar, but you know that kind of conversation. And human nature is such that almost everybody likes to belong to something. You know, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, a team, uh, whatever it might be, because we are social animals. Otherwise, social media wouldn't be working. So. That is something that your market might bite on, but I have no proof for you right now that it would. But I think if you gave it some thought, uh, <coughs> Lord knows it wouldn't cost you much to try it because anything you put up on your blog website could be taken down just as quickly as you put it up. And, uh, you know, I, again, modest. You know, everybody says, oh, this should be nine ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine, and all this. Hey, but if <clears throat> I'm going to sell an ebook, we sell our ebooks on our website for eight ninety five. Ninety seven percent of that stays in the pocket, right? We're not sharing it with Amazon or iTunes or anybody else. And people just as soon buy their ebook from us rather than go to Amazon. Why should they leave our site to go to Amazon to buy it? They're already there on the site. Now, if we had that membership site. Those books might be four ninety nine for members, right? Right. What do we care? We have no cost in them. It's just a matter of sending them the link to the download of the EPUB or the .mobi. You know, we've already made our cost. <laughs> you know, it, 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 am I am I sharing something that that's kind of clear, or, or, or do you feel it's full of holes? Well, I just don't, where would you go to, like, get a website with a membership like that? You make it. Oh, you make it. Oh, yes, okay. we created our website. That, that What you see on our site, I, I made right here in my, my little home, home on the river. And, uh, you know, I'm not a webmaster. I'm not a, a genius. I just did a, it's a, a pretty much a, I, I bought the theme which means all the PHP and all the script was written, and I added a few plugins, and then all I do is add the uh, images and the content, and then you get a plugin, a membership plugin. Now I will share with you. I will share with it. This is something I don't want to BS anybody. Some plugins 
which are like attachments. You, you know, I mean, it, it's like if you have a car and you wanted an air conditioner in the old days, you know, we, we used to buy air conditioners to add to a car. Nobody remembers that, but I do. We hung them on the windows, okay? So a plug-in is like hanging the air conditioner on the window. There are a lot of free membership plug-ins that have limitations. But for 15, 18, 20 bucks, you can buy a premium plug-in that functions plus as the writer, the, the, the coder of that plug-in, uh, finds out glitches, they update them, and you can get the updates. You see what I mean? Because nothing is static forever, right? Right. So typically, a good hosting service and a good theme program, a person's going to probably invest about $200 a year, okay? Uh, that's your annual cost. The rest is your time. Unless you want to pay somebody, and in fact, I will just say this publicly. If anybody listening to this would like to know about some of the pitfalls of paying somebody for website design, talk to a young lady on Facebook called Joanne D. Gilbert, a sweet person, a very good-hearted person who, well, she's publicly admitted, got yinced, and I've been working with her now for over a month to clean things up. And what I had to do, because the webmaster did not set it up so Joanne couldn't get into the main part of her website and do things. I'm going to say this publicly. We hacked into it, got rid of the webmaster, kicked them out, and now Joanne has complete control of her website. <laughs> but, you know, that, hopefully we don't have to do that for other people. But, I mean, Joanne had paid the webmaster. The webmaster was paid in full, and uh, the webmaster still wanted control. Well, that doesn't fly in my, my business world. You see what I mean? If I, if I buy something for you, you ain't going to have any more control of it. Does that make sense? I hope so. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. And those, we have to be in control. And uh, and so it, it can be done. But again, Kendra, each of us have a different lifestyle. Something like this may not suit your time commitment because to have an active website, you're going to have to dedicate about an hour every other day to, in the beginning or maybe a little more. Uh, and then tying with social media, maybe another hour. So you might invest 10 hours a week in your marketing program to grow that. It is not going to be a success the first day out. We did not get 1,300,000 pages read the first year. The website's now two years old. The first year was only about 500,000 pages read, you see. So, again, uh, it, it can be done, and... I think there's a lot of misinformation out on the Internet by people who are trying to sell something. And there's nothing wrong with selling things because I've been a salesman all my life, you know. So <laughs> I'm being contradictory now, right? <laughs> so anyway, th that membership, you set up the parameters. You're in total control of it. So let's, let's build a story, Kendra. I'm one of your YA fans. And I read your book, uh, you know, Judy in the Sky, 
And I read chapter one, and wow, I'm salivating. I get to chapter two because next week you're going to post. Even if the book's written, you don't put them all up at once. You put them up serially. Read chapter two, chapter three. But you also disclose on the website somewhere, because it doesn't, can't be a surprise, you have to say it preferably on the home page that you do have a community available to your members. Do you understand what I mean? Right. But th- then I'm reading chapter one and chapter two, chapter three. I go, oh, God, I can't wait for chapter four. And I get to chapter four, and I'm halfway down, and there's the button. If you'd like to continue, please join our community. That takes you to a page that explains carefully and clearly and fully transparent what it is they're subscribing to. Okay? And you explain to them why. I mean, again, in sales, being as transparent as possible assures 80%, 90% closing ratios and assures continued customers on and on and on and on. So, again, there's there's no phoniness here. Now, anybody else can visit your website, still read your other articles, because on that website you're going to have a blog portion which is sharing your trials and tribulations of writing and and you just met so-and-so and they're a wonderful... Or you just read somebody else's book. So on your website you actually have some a book review section of other YA authors. You see what I mean? Yes. So you become a repository... You become a reason why I want to go to your website because I'm a YA fan. You become the queen of YA. I know those sound like I'm hyping, but that's the mindset. That's how it gets done. So a person, Kendra Radke in Texas, who, don't don't get mad when I say this, the world does not know as an author. (laughs) Is that a safe statement? Okay, you could be known by another million people who appreciate that which you're doing within a year. If that is something you want to do. The other side of the coin is, and this is for everybody in the audience today, tomorrow, and in the future, nobody says anybody has to do any of this. You can continue to write You can continue to produce quality product, and if you don't care who reads it or if there is any remuneration for you, then don't do any of this. You see what I mean? It's perfectly okay to write something and and, uh, put it out there and hope that one or two people find it. I kind of like building communities. And that's truly what you can do with social media and your website. Everybody's heard this statistic. Today we are up to our 12,890th comment by readers on the website. And again, readers write their comments, sometimes two and three paragraphs long, and they share that comment with their friends. So what happens? It becomes viral. Just think of that. Over 12,000 people have taken upon themselves to comment on the chapters of the books. They say, 
I had that same experience. Or this is full of BS. Or you, you, you see what I'm trying to, to – this is on the website, not on Facebook. Facebook is the same way, but the website's more important because guess what, folks? Facebook, your Facebook page and all the comments are there. But nobody scrolls down that far. How many of you have scrolled down to somebody's posts a year old? Okay? On the websites, they do. It's amazing, the difference in behavior. And the other thing is, remember, we have no control over Facebook. They could close down tomorrow. If I became God tomorrow and didn't like Mark Zuckerberg, I could shut him down, couldn't I? I could hack him and put him out of business. Therefore, all that work and dedication that you had can't. Now, websites can be hacked, yes. But as your website grows, we have our own server. You'd have to come in and hack our server, which is pretty hard to do based on the security. But nobody can have a dedicated server when they start, so don't worry about it. That's something you grow to as needed. You don't need that. You know what I'm trying to say. But Facebook, I don't own. The website we do own. And therefore, you have more control. Nobody can censor. It's like Gerara said, the editors of his book, the, the, the publishers of his book, didn't like what he wrote about Muslims, okay? Those were his opinions in his book that he authored. If he was self-publishing, it wouldn't matter. He could say whatever he wants. Whether or not people want to buy the book is another matter. But that's his decision, not somebody else's decision. And I'm sorry, when I was uh, uh, in 1960, when I was a freshman in college and I read a book that talked about definite major purpose, I defined my purpose as a person who will live their life with autonomy and spend the rest of the time helping others. Autonomy means I am beholden to no one. I mean, I, if a customer, uh, that's an interesting thing. I choose who I want to do business with. Okay? But if I am going to do business with a customer, they are going to get exactly what they wanted. Because you promised to deliver and you deliver what you promised. And that's why, you know, 80, 90% of the people say yes when you present something to them. It's the same thing with books. If you tell them what you're writing about and why, and that those are great blog articles. You could start off a blog saying, you know, I've, I've been asked, I was asked the other day down at the grocery store when I mentioned to a lady that uh, I write, you know, youth books, and she said, why? Why do you want to write books for them kids? They don't read anyway. And I explained to her why. And boom, 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 you put your bullet points in there. There's a blog post, right, Kendra? I mean, you don't have, about, to, say, you don't have to say yes or <laughs> no. No, I mean, you, you're, 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 you're writing about why you are doing what you're doing. So you're becoming transparent. People... People gravitate to people who share why they're doing something. Oh, okay. I thought you meant about the woman. I was like, I didn't meet the woman. No, no, no. I, I made that up. <laughs> I, I, but but that, that, that can happen to you. Okay, okay, here's a perfect example. We went to the pancake breakfast at the Veterans Hall yesterday in Corning, California. 
the Boy Scout troop put it on, and they need money, so everybody, I made sure everybody came to town to buy, buy breakfast, right? $6 for pancake breakfast. Since it was in the veterans' hall, there were three Vietnam veterans in there. And I walked up to them and introduced myself and asked them if they were familiar with the book, one of the books. And, you know, anyway, we got down to, I'm going to bring some books down to the Veterans Hall for their sharing library and some other things. So that that conversation with these people becomes information for a blog post that would interest other people. See, sharing your life anecdotes as an author or publisher, people like to read about. Or do you think I'm all wet? I don't know. I don't share much about my personal life on my blog. I I didn't say anything about personal life. If I'm going to talk to veterans about buying a book, that's not personal, is it? That's business. You see what I mean? Right. You write books. I assume you would like to sell more. I'm throwing out ideas on how to let more people know you do what you do and why. Why you do what you do is good. People like to know that you wrote books, hopefully to sell them, because you want to buy a new catalog. I don't know. I'm just being funny. Anyway, if I'm boring everybody, in fact, I, my wife just said I am. <laughs> what do you use for your back end to collect the fees and manage the subscriptions? Acting with courage, excellent question. You use the plug-in, the membership plug-in. and it collects the fees for them. In fact, if you want a private message and... We have a system, software system, that's been around for a long time, my technical partner and myself, that completely manages an affiliate program so that your members can also market your uh, – this is – I'll to ask the question – can market your uh, membership program. Uh, that That's a little deeper than what we talked about. But, yes, uh, you know, the manager's subscription is easy. It's a piece of software. It can be done, and most of that software is free. I would suggest we can talk about getting into a little more stepped-up quality plug-in. You might pay, again, $15, $20, $30 for the quality plug-in, and they are typically, typically worth the differential, okay? But, again, you don't have to spend money to get started. You can get started. People say, well, I'm going to wait. No, get started. And Almeida, drop me a message, and maybe we can focus a little little uh, more definitely on that. Uh, I may put you in touch with Mark, who has this all down pat, because that's why he's a member of the team. He's smart, and I'm not. So. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for the question. I'm sorry I didn't see it sooner. And Kendra, I just threw out ideas, honey. None, nothing that I've said here today should be mean should be taken that somebody's supposed to do this, okay? I I just like to share ideas. Chuck, do you 
maybe it would be good for me to pick back up on my old show power source and try that as we Lori, years ago when you had your podcast, Lori, you developed an audience, correct? I a small one. I don't. That's true, Lori. But I'm going to share this to you because you know I know the history. You quit too early, but that's okay. You see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've got 900 hours of this going on. That's a long time, Lori. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so again, we get out of anything a direct proportion to that which we put in if we put in the right stuff. If we focused on proved systems, you see? Right. You know, and, and none of it's easy. I mean, you know, I, I'm 75 years old, guys. I'm not a computer genius. I'm not a, you know, I'm, I'm a broken down old man who's getting worse every day, but I'm having fun doing what I'm doing. And, and every day I have a reason to wake up because people write you letters. Okay, beautiful. Here, here, here's why you wake up, okay? You go to the website this morning. Boom, I'm going to go right there right now. I'm going to go to comments, and I'm going to read you guys a comment. This is absolute accurate from a reader. James, are you waiting until after I die before writing the next chapter? What the hell is going on? That's a very short comment, but that's a reader who can't wait for the next chapter. Now, he's already bought several copies of the first two books, but he's waiting for the third chapter, fourth chapter of the third book. Okay, that's what's fun. That makes you feel good. That means that 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 you're. Um, I read this short story. Here's a short story. The new book, Island in the Sun, the apocalyptic, whatever it is. Island. We've created a new character, a female character. I read this short story because we're posting it as short story chapters, and it kept me on the edge of my seat. I, this is from a lady. I know I have not told you this enough times, but you are a very good writer. It is very intense and took me away from the real world that I live in, which at times is even scarier than your words. Thank you for putting your words down for all of us to read. It was a journey I will soon not forget. These are comments on the website. Now, when you, if you just popped into the website and read that, would you be more interested in what's going on here? We didn't solicit this comment. Great story. Can't wait for more. Thank you for your hard work writing. It's not easy. You know, I mean, I mean where are we at now? 12,811. I lied. I, I thought we were at 850, 60, but 12,811 comments. Anyway, guys, I got to go. My wife says it's time for Oh, I got to call bingo tonight, too. That's what happens when you're old farts. <laughs> Thank you, Almeida. Yes, it's been dinner time because I've got to call bingo at 5.30. Don't we have a wonderful life? Isn't it great? The old man wakes up in the morning and plays on the Internet. Then he has to go meet with his neighbors and call bingo so somebody can win 10 bucks. Kendra, I hope we've been helpful for you. You know how yeah. to get in touch with me. I, you know, I'm more than happy to share answers with you if I have them. If I don't, I'm going to tell you. I may refer you to other people. Lori, I appreciate you uh, being here, 
And Roddy Kay, thanks for staying with us so long. No, not so Freemason left. I hope whatever it is you came for, Roddy, I hope we were able to share something with you. This is Chuck Bartok from the banks of the Sacramento River saying thank you all for joining the 380th episode of You Can Build It. Uh, go out and have a great day tomorrow because, as we all know, there is no alternative. Thank you all.